0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Weekends. Ben Eckblad the CEO and co-founder of Gorilla Space and Gorilla Space is in the marketplace for flexible workspaces. They have some 4,000 listings in Singapore, Hong Kong and Tokyo. Looking at how being a resource for people that want to have a place to look for new workspace for themselves or their teams. Ben, good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Glenn.
0: Great to have you on. And it's been such a crazy few months with COVID-19, and it has really changed the way a lot of people think about work. Obviously, work from home has been the biggest the biggest notable change for people. What are you seeing in terms of the co-working space scenarios that you have been working with recently?
1: You know, COVID-19 is really changing our relationship with the office. It's, uh, it's not ending it by any means. Uh, despite some of the, the news that we read sometimes. Uh, and, you know, for quite some time, uh, it's been very difficult for businesses to actually accurately estimate their headcount requirements, especially when you're talking on a 5, 10-year frame. You know, and COVID-19, I think, is the latest uh, stress on that, on that visibility. And so as we come out of this, as you mentioned, this extended work-from-home experiment, we're probably looking at a balance of a work-from-home and a work from an office, and not necessarily the main office. You know, mm-hmm. we're no longer necessarily talking about the HQ. Mm-hmm. And and I think what's really interesting here is it's no longer really a binary decision. It's not, you know, home or office. It's more of a work from anywhere model.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's gonna be a balancing act between what the individual needs for safety and also ensuring that the business has continuity, right? And within that context, businesses are going to be seeking flexibility of location, of size. So I just mentioned the difficulty in forecasting headcount requirements and also terms and duration. And uh, this is where we come in. So and I think the individual, uh, you know, the employee is going to have a much bigger say in what happens next. You know, there used to be this this so-called centricity of the office where the sense that everybody has to be in the office all the time to be doing a good job, uh, and I think that's over. You know? uh, yeah. By the same by the same token, Glenn, you know the recent headlines we read from big U.S. tech firms announcing uh, that everybody can stay at home through 2021. I don't think that's going to work in Asia, you know, and I mean uh, you know, anyone in your audience who have children, and, and when you have everybody working from the kitchen table and three Zoom calls going at the same time. We quickly realized that the work from home model is is no panacea. Yeah, but what I do think is hmm. that it's going to be a mix. Ben, uh,
0: when you when you look at what the reality has been over the over the past few months and going forward, does it look like uh, traditional offices, let's say the big multinationals who might have you know twenty thousand square feet of of prime office space, would they would they be thinking about cutting that back in a significant way? Based on the fact that going forward they might have you know twenty or thirty percent of their rank and file workers working at home at any given time and and kind of coming and going between home and office or or the traditional office and maybe a co working space are we going to see that kind of shift in our class A office space? Do you think?
1: I think that's a really central question. I don't think there's a one size fits all. There will be some companies depending on business and industry, you know how they need to work. Mm. So, those companies that actually need to have everybody in may employ a kind of a hub and spoke model. So, all your employees are actually online, but they may not be in the same location. Yeah. So, that would actually translate in more space being taken up uh, across the market. Mm. Other companies that have more flexibility and have maybe a bit more experience around uh, the remote working, you know, remote working isn't some kind of thing that you can just flip on or, or off, it actually, it takes a lot of uh, uh, of intent, so mm. it's, it's not easier, it's actually harder hmm. to to manage your teams, but those companies that have a bit of experience with that will be able to reduce some of their core space and, and then take complements of what we call flex space around that, so they'll be able to scale up as they need, and they'll be able to, you know, go into a co-working or serviced office environment and be able to have that flexibility and have that turnkey solution, have somebody else do the FM, all all the maintenance and all the the cleaning. So I think the answer is it's going to be a little bit of everything. Uh, And it really depends on the industry and the company itself. So I think we'll see some companies take more space
0: Mm. and
1: some companies actually reduce space and leverage this work-from-home model as part of the solution.
0: Yeah, talking with Ben Ekblad, the CEO and co-founder of Gorilla Space, they have some four thousand listings uh, for flexible workspaces. Singapore, Hong Kong, Tokyo, and, and Ben. It, so, that if I'm hearing you right, there are no clear winners or losers in this, as in you know, winners being co-working spaces or work from home models. I, I get that it will be a lot of different, uh, maybe. Different things happening depending yeah. on the company and the need, but yeah. in the traditional companies that we have now, you know, the right. open plan, traditional open plan uh, workspaces that we've seen, um, will they need to change in terms of uh, health and safety? Uh, right. Will will more space be needed to spread people out? To um, or will we go back into more traditional standalone offices with doors <laughs> and you know, like we had back in the back in yeah. the day?
1: I certainly hope that we don't go back to the Dilbert uh, <laughs> uh, type of uh, setup. But I, I think the open space as a concept has some challenges, as we know, uh, for safe distancing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so part of the survey results that we got was a lot of operators actually putting in uh, placemat notices saying, oh, you can't sit here, you need to sit one desk uh, away. So the open space will come under pressure, which will, of course, translate in companies you know, those companies that actually need everybody in all the time, that will translate into more space. Yeah. And some of the flexible space operators are addressing that by offering very attractive you know, flexibility and also cost on that additional space. You know, and, and we don't know how long it's going to last, but I don't think it's a near, you know, I don't think it's a short term solution. I think this, this need for, um, you know, this distancing is probably going to stay, stay, stay with us for some time.
0: Yeah. Uh, when we look across the, the spectrum of costs, uh, have you seen any, uh, any reduction in costs or is it too soon yet to tell about pricing?
1: Well, I think in the near term, Glenn, there's definitely a lot of pressure on flexible space operators and institutional landlords. You know, demand is slow right now. There's a lot of kind of a wait and see. And so that's translating in some, some near term um, uh, discounts. But I think in the long term, uh, actually implementing all these safety measures, right, increasing the facilities management, adding technology, all that's going to cost more money. So I think it's, I think in the medium to long term, we're seeing actually an increase in prices because that will have to be passed on to the the tenants to be able to provide that higher level of service. So I think what again will happen is those companies that can have that mix of remote plus maybe hub and spoke mm. will put it into place so that they can maybe enjoy some of the lower rentals on the fringe or some of the suburban locations and not have everybody in the CBD.
0: Right. What were some of the other insights that came out of your survey? Any, any other notable mentions for, from that survey that you took of all the co-working sure. spaces across Singapore?
1: Sure. So basically two, two categories. One is a lot of measures around the physical space, and also a lot of measures around the financial side of the equation. So in the physical space, uh, not surprisingly, we're going to see a lot more cleaning. And that's going to be an increased frequency. It's going to be an increased scope. You know, now we're going to be cleaning every surface, every handle, every doorknob mm. that anybody's touched. And many uh, will be using hospital-grade products. So, and the concern is not just at the individual flexible space operator level. It's also at the building level. Yeah. If you're making sure that your space is uh, well run, but the building is not doing the same thing, then there's a, there's a weak link there. So it's going to be a mixture of getting the building management and the flexible space operator kind of uh, working in sync uh, on that. We're going to see temperature taking and we're going to see protocols in place in the event that somebody f- feels unwell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to see a lot around safe distancing. Uh, this is, again, in the physical space, so we're going to see removal of chairs and tables in the common areas, such as reception areas and pantries, and this is to encourage safe distancing. We're going to see, as I mentioned before, placemat notices on desks and chairs. We're going to see kind of uh, one-way circulation around the floor plate. you know, and again, that's to uh, discourage the kind of bumping into uh, one another, and you'll see that, you know, meeting rooms that previously were suitable for an eight-person meeting will now be limited to four. In addition, you'll have to book that meeting room ahead of time so that there's enough time between that booking and the next booking for the room to be cleaned. Wow. Right? So this, and this is what I mean, the the increased facilities management, the increased cleaning requirements is only going to be an added cost. And sadly, uh, Glenn, the team lunch, (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's going to be canceled for for for, for a while,
0: <laughs> unless everyone's sitting at their own desk and you're doing it by Zoom or something, right? By Zoom, yes, which
1: which we've been doing actually
0: as a team. Yeah, that and cocktails <laughs> and whatever else, right? That's yeah. been yeah, yeah a new thing. Well, interesting. So you know Ben, as we look forward to this work from anywhere model that you mentioned earlier, what what do you think? What will the time frame be? Will we ever get back to? Some sort of a, a normal, what we would consider currently a normal way of working, is uh, that dependent on a vaccine coming out or some sort of treatment for COVID nineteen. I mean, are you thinking a year or two years? Will we ever get back to what we once knew as the normal?
1: i have kind of like uh, hesitating because you know, having everybody come in, sit at your desk all day long, that has been the normal, but I'm not sure it's been the healthy solution. So I, I think mm. that now that everybody's tasted this work from home it, it it does appeal to some people i would say the large majority prefer to be back in the office and to have that collaboration and have that uh, ease of communications so i think going forward we're going to see a mix i think now you know almost 100% are working from home i think as we go forward there's going to be more and more people coming back into the office but i still think there's going to be a certain percentage Maybe maybe as high as twenty five percent that that opt to stay at home for various reasons you know it, it could be that uh, they have underlying conditions or they have a very long commute or they have uh, family responsibilities have to pick up the kids you know et cetera sure. and I think for that cohort of employees actually that's going to be a better solution. Uh, I think the vaccine when it does come will make it a lot easier for people to come back to the office. It'll also relax some of the safe distancing measures, which also will take some pressure off businesses so that more people can actually come back. But I think this, um, you know it's, it's, I see it as a kind of a three-legged stool. You've got the work from home, you've got the nearby flex, which allows you to work in a different location than your home because let's, let's face it, home is not always easy. Yeah. It allows you to be close to, you know, the kids, to the family, to other obligations. It allows you to be very productive during the day, but also do the rest of it. And then as and when you come in and you book your meeting room, you book your, your time with whomever you need to meet with in the, you know, in the CBD location. So I think it's going to be that kind and it's all going to be aided by technology. So it's going to be an app uh, that kind of coordinates all that. So time frame, no idea. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the concept of, you know, this, this work-from-home concept, I think it's not going away.
0: But I think it will
1: be a, a smaller percentage.
0: Ben, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate your comments.
1: It's my pleasure, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.